Welcome to Faith at Work's second sermon podcast for Christmas 2021. I'm Pastor Jim Melvin, and I wish you all a Merry Christmas. I extend a welcome to all who celebrate the pronouncement of love and peace on earth to all people. This welcome is for you if you're a Christian, Jewish, Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, or if you worship God in your own way in the depth of your heart. The light that we celebrated coming into the world a few days ago shines equally upon everyone. I have sung Silent Night every Christmas Eve for as long as I can remember, well over six decades. I've experienced a lot of Silent Nights with family and friends. A few over the years have been saddened by recent losses, but even those I recall with a feeling of warmth and peace. People around the world look forward to experiencing goodwill that may be absent the rest of the year. Our silent nights traditionally begin with the reading of this cherished story. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. He was born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Here ends the Christmas Gospel. Even as we hear this story read on Christmas Eve, gathered in the security of a sanctuary with family and friends, and are comforted singing Silent Night, as candlelight spreads among the people, we are aware 
that the story of the birth of Jesus takes place in hard times, desperate times. Mary and Joseph are on the road in order to register for a tax census, homeless, looking for a place for their child to be born. They live in a land occupied by ruthless invaders and governed by a corrupt, greedy tyrant. That's what adds the drama to the story. And yet, for a moment, it is a silent night, holy night, everyone calm and everything bright, and people gather around to worship. For over 2,000 years, Christmas Eve has stood as a floating island of peace in a sea of war or of love in the midst of hate. That was certainly true on Christmas Eve 1914 on the battle lines of the Great War in Europe. The war, which many thought would be short-lived, quickly bogged down into a deadly standoff with troops freezing and rat-infested, lice-infested, muddy trenches facing each other across a no-man's land of death and barbed wire where corpses of their brethren were left to rot. Little did they know that this was only the beginning of a global conflict that would rage on for four years devouring over a million lives in the process. On December 7th of that year, Pope Benedict called on the belligerent powers to call a ceasefire for Christmas, that the guns may fall silent, at least on the night the angels sang, he said. His suggestion was immediately rebuffed by the powers, especially Protestant-dominated Germany, which deemed it impossible. Across the Atlantic, the New Republic, in its second issue ever, could not take the suggestion seriously. They wrote, The stench of battle should rise above the churches where they preach goodwill to men. A few carols, a little incense, and some tinsel will heal no wounds. A young German corporal named Adolf Hitler who was serving with the 16th Bavarian, said, Such a thing should not happen in wartime. Have you no German sense of honor? Despite the official position of the armistice on Christmas Eve, something miraculous happened. About 100,000 German and British soldiers faced each other along the 400-mile front. And along that front, on Christmas Eve, unauthorized, sporadic truces sprung up. One British soldier recalled seeing lights on the other side of the dark death zone, which turned out to be Christmas trees erected above the trenches. The guns had fallen silent from the dark. They could see the Germans, see and hear the Germans singing. Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht, Alle Schlaft, Einsamwacht, Nerdas Traute hak heilige Paar, Holder Knabe im Lockigen Haar, Schlaf in himmlischer Ruh, Schlaf in himmlischer Ruh. Or as we sing in English, Silent night, 
holy night. All is calm, all is bright. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. One English soldier wrote home, First the Germans would sing one of their carols, and then we would sing one of ours, until we started up, O come all ye faithful. The Germans immediately joined in singing the same hymn, in the Latin words, Adesti Fidelis. And I thought, well, this is really a most extraordinary thing. Two nations, both singing the same carol in the middle of a war. In one place, the German soldiers yelled out in English to meet them in the middle of the battleground. The Germans emerged with a white flag and the trenches emptied as the young men from both sides, many of them really children, climbed out of their trenches to meet each other and exchange cigarettes and cookies and chat as best they could, considering the language barriers. The next morning, soccer matches were played on the battlefield with two sides enjoying engaging in non-lethal competition. Although the armistice was not universal, such peaceful scenes played out along much of the front. You know, had the soldiers doing the fighting had anything to say about it, that probably would have been the end of the war. Unfortunately, war does not work that way. The powers of the world don't think that way. On the 26th of December, war zoomed in full fury. The men who had the previous day been sharing treats and cigarettes once again began killing one another. Tragically, the silent night turned out to be a brief pause in a long war, the exception rather than the rule. What seems to start out as such a peaceful, hopeful story ends up as a sad footnote in human history. We can feel naive in getting our hopes up. War and the quest for power win out in the long run. As the prophet Jeremiah said, you cry, peace, peace, but there is no peace. It's almost enough to take the joy out of Christmas Eve. Now, after we've celebrated another Christmas, the wrappings wadded up in the recycle bin, Christmas trees struggling to hold on to their needles, and the last of the Christmas meal leftovers repurposed into casseroles and sandwiches, we too might feel the joy draining out of one more Christmas past. And here we go again, dragging ourselves back to work, facing the same old, same old, the same old bad news about climbing COVID infection rates fueled by our family get-togethers, the same old political squabbles, same old racial hatreds, the same old, you know, life. Except we won't let these things drain the joy out of our Christmas world. We will stubbornly light our candles and sing Silent Night year after year until there is real and final peace on earth. We remember that Mary and Joseph with their baby in arms had to flee the murderous rage of Herod after 
what we celebrate as Christmas. And though the child grew up to be a great prophet, teacher, and healer, the powers of the world uh, won a temporary victory over him too. He was crucified, died, and was buried. Temporary victory, I say, because he won the ultimate victory when he was raised from the dead on Easter. So we celebrate Christmas with Easter in mind. So here we are after celebrating yet another silent night together. We spent another year in the trenches fighting life's battles. Some Americans and soldiers from many other countries around the world are engaged in actual shooting battles or hot wars as they're called just as those soldiers in Belgium and France expose the futility and folly of war, our soldiers are often left with a hollow feeling when they return home wondering exactly what it was they risked or gave their lives for. And we stop to ponder the cost of the lives that were lost. Healthcare workers still serve in their own miserable trenches, as they see the critically ill willed into the hospitals like wounded soldiers from the battlefield. They work night and day, saving life after life, but losing the battle with many others. Thousands upon thousands of these medical soldiers will be fought through the night on Christmas Eve because the hateful enemy, the virus that is attacking us, heeds no armistice. We wonder how many more will die. Even after Christmas Eve, when we Christians exited our churches having celebrated Christ's birth, we will sort ourselves out as black, white, Latinx, and Asian. And while love was preached in our churches, hatred will dwell in many hearts. It is too easy to forget, even on that night, that the angels proclaimed their message of peace on earth to all people. And I have not even mentioned the silent wars that many of you are facing in your personal lives. Many of you have suffered the loss of those you love this year. Some of you are battling mental illness, depression, or addiction to drugs or alcohol. Various factions are at war within our families. And the, in these contentious times, we may find ourselves alienate from some, alienated from some of our closest friends because of political ideologies or personal beliefs and opinions. Can we ever heal those wounds? Or will we remain forever bogged down in our own trenches? Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Do you hear those words? The ongoing battles in our lives of all kinds, 
demand that we continue to honor this silent night. Let's keep our candles lit and begin to sing as we emerge from our trenches and make peace with our enemies. We can honor and support the brave men and women who worked and worked to end the wars that require their sacrifice in the first place. We can give our health care workers honor and give them the resources they need in their fight. And at the same time, we can do our part in staying healthy by taking precautions, such as getting vaccinated, wearing masks, and following public guidelines, just being responsible to avoid getting sick and spreading infections. Even though we may be separated by the color of our skin or the language we speak, we can reach out personally and publicly from those, for those, to those we perceive as different from us. We can do our best to help those who are struggling with mental illness, addiction, and family problems, first by just being a friend and someone who will listen. And together, we mourn the loss of those we have loved. No matter what we do, on December 26th, the battle always starts up again, year after year. The weapons will not be silent for long, but with the hope that we experience on this silent night, we can emerge from our trenches armed not with guns and bombs and poison gas canisters in our hands, but with the love of God and Jesus Christ in our hearts. Life is a long war, and our silent nights are brief. But we live in confidence and hope that like the baby who grew up to take on the powers of darkness and won the victory, that we too may be granted peace and eternal life. Amen. Thank you for joining me. May Christmas continue to be a time of life and light and peace for you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.